Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, This is an exciting week. I love the week of Thanksgiving, and I hope that all of you have great plans with your family and friends. We're excited because Carter's getting married on Saturday. So we're, I love Thanksgiving. Um, I love the air. I love being outside and crisp and what it all represents. And so today's podcast is all about Thanksgiving. Um, I decided to go check out, I, um, wanted to see a little bit about Thanksgiving and where it originated and in the United States. And so, um, I went and I did a little bit of research and, um, George Washington, he was, um, he first was the first to proclaim that, uh, Thanksgiving would be a nationwide celebration in America. And that was in 1789. He said, quote, it's a day as a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts that many, the heart hearts with grateful hearts, the many and signal favors of the almighty God. Um, then, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Thanksgiving was observed on different dates. So um, from the time of the founding fathers until the time of Lincoln, the day of observance varied from state to state. Finally, Thursday on, in November had become the customary date in most U.S. states by the beginning of the 19th century. Uh, modern day Thanksgiving was proclaimed for all states in 1863 by Abraham Lincoln. And interestingly enough, there was a woman named Sarah Hell who wrote letters to politicians for like 40 years advocating that Thanksgiving be an official holiday. So Lincoln set set national Thanksgiving by proclamation for the final Thursday in November. And he said explicitly in celebration of the bounties that had continued to fall on the union and for the military successes in the war, and also explicitly in humble penitence for our national perseverance and disobedience because of the ongoing civil war and war a nationwide thanksgiving celebration was not realized until reconstruction was completed in the 1870s sorry my tongue's a little tied this morning <laughs> um okay so um on in on october 31st so halloween 1939 president franklin delano delano roosevelt signed a presidential proclamation changing the holiday to the next, to the last Thursday in November for business reasons. On December 26th, 1941, he signed a joint resolution of Congress changing the national Thanksgiving to the fourth Thursday in November. So officially our, you know, the United States of America in 1941, there was a joint sign, um, a signed joint uh, resolution with Congress that it would be on the fourth Thursday in November. So that's why we celebrate it. So as you're coming into Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? What are you um, grateful to have in your life? What are you grateful for in regards to your health, your children, your, um, 
interactions with others? What is it, the land you live on? What are you grateful for? So there was a talk that I love from um, Elder Uchtdorf that he gave, um, grateful in all circumstances or gratitude in all circumstances. And um, I took some quotes from it that I wanted to read to you today. Um, he said, everyone's situation is different and the details of each life are unique. Nevertheless, I have learned that there is something that would take away the bitterness that may come into our lives. There is one thing that we can do to make life sweeter, more joyful, even glorious. We can be grateful. It might sound contrary to the wisdom of the world to suggest that one is burdened with sorrow should give thanks to God. But those who set aside the bottle of bitterness and lift inside the goblet of gratitude can find a purifying drink of healing, peace, understanding, and understanding. As disciples of Christ, we are commanded to thank the Lord our God in all things, to sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, and to let our hearts be full of thanks unto God. Why does God command us to be grateful? All of his commandments are given to make blessings available to us. Commandments are opportunities to exercise our agency and to receive blessings. Our loving Heavenly Father knows that choosing to develop a spirit of gratitude will bring us true joy and great happiness. I really love that because, again, it's left up to us and our agency to choose to develop a spirit of gratitude. Um, he then says, it's, it is easy to be grateful for things when life seems to be going our way. But what then of those times when what we wish for seems to be far out of reach? Could I suggest that we see gratitude as a disposition of way of life that stands independent of our current situation? In other words, I'm suggesting that instead of being thankful for things, we focus on being thankful in our circumstances, whatever they may be. So, um, one thing is, is I love music. I mean, I don't, I don't have a good voice. My girls do, but, um, I, I do not have a, a good voice, <laughs> but I've always loved music. And from my other podcasts, you've heard that. And one thing that, um, I thought about was the song, uh, count your many blessings or count your blessings. And, um, I just want to read to you a little bit. It says, um, when upon life's billows, you are tempest tossed when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly and you will be singing as the days go by. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold count your many blessings. Money cannot buy your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. So what I thought about is, you know, it's count your many blessings, name them one by one. And um, <clears throat> recently, I, I don't know if I shared it with you. I might have, but um, I was in St. George and uh, I had I was with uh, two of my friends and we had picked up a rental car in um, Lake city. And we drove down to St. George and, and when we'd been there for a couple of days, all of a sudden the um, pressure tire light came on and um, 
I didn't think really anything of it. Um, we've had in our Sequoia, our pressure lights on and it kind of just stays on and it's, we've had the mechanism replaced to, for the sensor and we've done everything and it just hasn't changed. So I didn't really think much of it, but, uh, my friend that I was with said, you know, we really need to take this to a tire place and see what's going on. And so we're like, okay, well, we'll go do that tomorrow. And, um, so anyway, we were in, uh, the Costco parking lot in St. George getting gas and, um, we had some time to wait just cause the line was really long. And I decided, you know, I'm going to pull over by the Costco air pressure thing. And, and I'm going to see, you know, maybe if, let me, let me check one of the tires, see if there's some, if it's going down and if we can, you know, fill it up with some air, I, I just wasn't sure. And so, um, we pulled over by this air thing and I got out of the car and I immediately heard this hissing sound. And, um, I went, Oh dear. And I saw that the side of the tire, um, it had a hole in it. And, um, I, you know, I got in the car and I said, look, we've got a hole in the tire. So we've got to figure this out right away. So I called the rental company and, um, I told them kind of what was going on. And, and the gentleman that was talking to me, he said, um, can you get out to the airport in St. George? And it's about, it was about 12 minutes or 12 miles. I can't remember. It was, it was a good little distance. And I thought, what we've got a flat, you know, we've got a hole in this tire. And he said, well, he said, um, from the instructions that I'm reading, this particular tire can drive, um, for 50 miles on a flat tire going, um, 50 miles an hour. And so I thought, okay, then we can do this. So anyway, we drove out to the uh, airport in St. George and I went inside and um, they had told me, look, we'll get you another car there. Well, when I showed up, I was waiting in line and this gentleman was behind me and he said, so what are you here for? And I said, well, we got a flat tire and I'm here to get another car. And he said, oh, you're not going to get a car. He said, um, I was here yesterday to get my rental car and they didn't have anything. So I'm back today to try to see if they have something. I had to stay in a, in a, um, hotel waiting. And I thought, oh my gosh. And he goes, I hope they don't give you my car. And I said, oh yeah, I, oh gosh, uh, let's, let's see, you know, I mean, I'm, I want you to have your car too. And anyway, we were just chatting and I got up to the counter and I started talking to the young man and he said, we, we just don't have any cars. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Cause in two days after that, we needed to drive back up to Salt Lake. So I thought, oh my word. So anyway, sure enough, within 10 minutes of figuring things out, he hands me the keys. I give him the keys to our car. He gives me new keys. He said, just transfer all your stuff in there. We'll figure everything out. It's really busy here. And it was, and so that's what we did. And, you know, in the car, because I think so much about, um, being grateful or being thankful in all of my circumstances, I try really hard. I don't do a great job at it, but I do try really hard. I said to my two friends, I said, what a blessing that we got a rental in Salt Lake that could go 50 miles, um, an hour for 50 miles. Um, what a blessing that the rental company told us to get out to the airport, that there was even a car for us. And what a blessing that nothing happened. Um, we had gone into Zion's the day before. And what if that tire had flattened in Zion's? I don't know if, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Zion's, um, 
national forest or national park, but that would have been really bad. Um, I just felt, I saw all these blessings that protected us in this circumstance. And I was so grateful for heavenly father and for his protecting hand upon all of us. Another thing that I want to share with you that I, I shared in the early of my podcast was one time, um, when Matt and I were living, uh, in central Oregon, we were going through this horrible, horrible trial, of uh, uh, um, tribulation. I mean, it was really bad. And, um, I was pretty, um, I had a brand new baby page was brand new and I was pretty down in the dumps to say the least. And I was sitting in sacrament meeting and, uh, the thought came into my mind that I needed to go and make a list of all the things that I was grateful for. And it took me by surprise because at that time, 2004, I, I mean, I thought about gratitude. I was grateful at Thanksgiving. You know, I was grateful for certain things that happened, but you know, it, it hadn't hit me that during a trial to be grateful. And so I followed that prompting. I made a list of all the things I was grateful for, and it lifted a burden from my shoulders that I had been carrying. So if you all remember the scripture about the 10 lepers, um, uh, I want to read that to you. And it came to pass that as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? They're not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So the other lepers, they were cleansed, they were healed, but the leper that turned back to give thanks was made whole. And I talked about that, like I said, in the other podcast, but you know, there's, there's something that happens to us when we show gratitude, like, like, um, elder Uchtdorf said that there is a blessing that is given to us. Um, he said, all of his commandments are given to make blessings available. Commandments are opportunities to exercise our agency and to receive blessings. Okay. As, um, Uchtdorf goes on in this t- wonderful talk, um, go listen to it. It's fantastic. He said, when we are grateful to God in our circumstances, we can experience gentle peace in the midst of tribulation In grief. We can still lift up our hearts in praise In pain. We can glory in Christ's atonement in the cold of bitter sorrow. We can experience the closeness and warmth of heaven's embrace. We sometimes think that being grateful is what we do after our problems are solved, but how terribly short-sighted that is. How much of life do we miss by waiting to see the rainbow before thanking God that there is rain? Being grateful in times of distress does not mean that we are pleased with our circumstances. It does mean that through the eyes of faith, we look beyond our present day challenges. This is not a gratitude of the lips, but of the soul. It is a gratitude that heals the heart and expands the mind.
Um, in ether, I was, as I was thinking about the scriptures and, and the gratitude that was shown, I thought about a couple, um, one was an ether. And, um, if you remember when, after they had built the, uh, vessels to carry themselves to the promised land, there was a furious wind that blew them across the waters. And it said that they were tossed upon the waves and the sea before the wind. And it said that there were many times that they were buried in the depths of the sea because of the waves that had broke upon them and the terrible tempest, which had caused was caused by the fierce winds. And it says, and it came to pass that when they were buried in the de deep, there was no water that could hurt them. Their vessels were tight, like unto a dish. And also they were tight, like unto the ark of Noah. Therefore, when they were encompassed about by many waters, they did cry unto the Lord, and he did bring them forth upon the top of the waters. And it came to pass that the wind did never cease to blow towards the promised land while they were upon the waters, and thus they were dr driven forth before the wind. So I want you to think about in your life, if you apply it to each of us, um, there, you know, it, it, like it said, the wind did never cease to blow but it says towards the promised land. So in our lives, we are going to have things that are happening. They could be constantly happening. We could have a constant sickness. We could have a worry about a child. We could have a worry about a spouse, a worry about ourselves, a worry about something that's going on that just feels like it's never stopping. But have you considered that that wind, that, that, um, wave that, uh, um, monster as he puts it the mountainous waves the terrible tempest consider that they're blowing you towards the promised land that they're bettering you that they are refining you because it says in uh, verse 9 that they did sing praises unto the lord yea the brother of jared did sing praises unto the lord and did thank and praise the lord all the day long and when the night came they did not cease to praise the lord so the brother of Jared constantly had a heart, uh, an attitude of gratitude to the Lord all the day long, regardless if they were um, under the sea, being pushed around, going through terrible tempests. And then it says, and thus they were driven forth and no monster of the sea could break them, neither well that could mar them. And they did have light continually whether it was above the water or under the water. And thus they were driven forth 340 and four days upon the water. And they did land upon the shore of the promised land. And when they had set their feet upon the shores of the promised land, they bowed themselves down upon the face of the land and did humble themselves before the Lord and did shed tears of joy before the Lord because of the multitude of his tender mercies over them. So never give up hope that even through the hardest times that heavenly father is completely aware of you and your needs and that he loves you and that there's no monster or well or anything that can, um, take you down. And it said that there was light continually, whether it was above the water or under the water. And I would like to just symbolically set forth that light as the constant praising and gratitude to God, 
that can be one aspect of the light that we are always thankful for everything that we've been given for everything. There's always light in any experience we're having that we can find a grateful heart. So heading into Thursday, what are you grateful for? And what's one thing in your life that you might feel like you're kind of drowning in the water or you're struggling with, and that you can find, um, gratitude in that experience. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.